Good morning. Good morning. The uh, Bible reading today is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 12. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Derek. At the moment, we're between doing our series of different Bible teachings, and at the moment, uh, uh, because we're in between, we can sort of choose our own topics. Isn't that lovely? So today, there's five different messages from coming from five different people. Although, no, I think I'm preaching the same one tonight. Brendan's just been, is, is quite sick at the moment. But this was what God laid on my heart, was to talk about this particular beatitude. Beautiful scriptures, and uh, the Lord just says so much to us through this. So, uh, looking forward to what he's going to say to me, uh, as well as I'm sure you are to yourself. So, but let's just, again, let's commit our time to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, once again, we continue to rejoice and thank you for this very precious time that we're able to have uh, already that we've enjoyed in your presence and, and as we come to this time now we pray once again you just help us to concentrate Lord and you know we're human we know that our minds drift away and we can lose concentration just help us though to to really hear what you're wanting to say to us these are your words they're not man's words they're your words and so they're important and uh, they have eternal ramifications and we Therefore, pray that uh, we might just know what you're saying to our own hearts. Lord, as we open ourselves to you now, in Jesus' name, amen. Um, this about being peacemakers reminded me of peacekeepers, actually. It's a, different, it's a little bit different, but I remember as an ADF chaplain, a chaplain when I was in the, that's an Australian Defence Force chaplain, um, during my role there when I was at Canungra, I was asked to participate as a chaplain in the memorial service for those who served as UN peacekeepers at various times and at various parts of the world. And I never realised, though, apparently, though, that um, there were about 65,000 Australian personnel have partaken in more than 50 peacekeeping operations in about 25 different conflicts. So I didn't realise that, I don't know if you did. Operations included uh, military observation, monitoring ceasefires, the clearing of landmines, humanitarian aid, and the repatriation of refugees. So there you go. But, you know, I must say it was an honour 
to be part of that service as we also remembered those of the peacekeepers who lost their lives and there were people who did um, apparently 14 lost their lives between 1966 and 2011 while they were performing their duties as, as Australian UN peacekeepers so there was a bunch of guys who uh, there might be a slide up there is it is it you know how you see where's Wally well where's Davey I'm sort of in there somewhere in that group but it was a terrific time to be part of that group uh, in 2009 um, but look here's a question a question I want us to consider to think about out of all the peacekeeping operations peace talks peace conferences ceasefires between conflicting countries why are we still not experiencing peace in the world? And I know there's a fairly obvious answer. But let me also ask this. Um, well, let me also say firstly, as I said before, there is a difference between being a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. And, and, and trust me, that will come out uh, as we go through this message this morning. But the question I do want to ask is an important one, and it's, and it's really this. It's how are you going in your own life in terms of peace? Do you know true peace in your own life? Or is there conflict going on in your heart? You know, God wants to deal with that this morning. I really believe that. Because you see, what I'm talking about this morning is and I want to take a few minutes to do this actually is the peace that Jesus spoke about when he said these magnificent words in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, nor do not be afraid. And see, this is the peace the Lord Jesus gives to those who believe in him those who believe and receive him into their lives that's how Jesus is able to leave you his peace that's how he's able to give you his peace when you receive him then you receive his peace he can't give his peace to the world because the world doesn't believe him nor do they accept him and again, in that same chapter of John, Jesus says this. He says, and I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another counsellor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you, as a believer, you know him, for he lives, he lives with you and will be in you. Just, I just want to pause for a minute. Guys, could I have some light here? Is there any chance of any light being on this lectern? I'm not sure if it... Anyway, but again, here's this question. Another question, if you like. Why do all these... Well, why do all these peace processes that the world of man tries to initiate, why do they fail? Well, the answer simply is because the world rejects the one who is the true author of peace. The one called Prince of Peace. Why do all the peace processes of man fail? Because they are of man. And man basically in the world rejects the Prince of Peace. You can't expect peace in the world if you don't have peace in your own heart first, correct? Does it make sense? 
prolific writer, author, H.G. Wells, which from what I understand, a lot of movies were made after the things that he wrote about, H.G. Wells, he was quoted as saying this. He said, the time has come for me to reorganize my life, my peace. I cry out. I cannot adjust my life to secure any fruitful peace. Here I am at 64, still seeking peace. It is a hopeless dream, says H.G. Wells. Sadly, what a sad state to be in. 15 years after he'd said that, he died. And I wonder if he ever really found the true peace that his heart was so desperately looking for. Great successful man, but he lacked peace. How many of us know people? You might even be here this morning. All kinds of good stuff happening, but you lack true peace. Do you see that the problem then in the world is directly related with this problem that we each have in our own hearts? It's why H.G. Wells cried out for peace and called it a hopeless dream. It was because this thing called sin, we're all born with it. We're born with this thing and God calls it sin. It's rebellion against him no matter what you think or say. And of course, we all know that this disease, if you like, that we're all infected in with from birth has a 100% mortality rate. We've talked about that before. And only the cross of Christ, only the blood of Jesus in, that enables forgiveness. He's the only one, the one and only remedy and the answer to true peace. For peace can't reign when sin does. For example, how can I know peace if I continue to be selfish and greedy and rebellious and ungrateful, unsatisfied? When I want what you want and I'll take it at any cost kind of attitude. And these things, of course, are the very ingredients for conflict. And it's why we're seeing the world in such a mess and so many fights and wars going on around the world because of this greed, power, and the lack of true peace in a person's heart. And you understand, too, of course, that this is not just conflict between countries, but it's also happening between family members. This kind of conflict is happening in families. It's happening between husbands and wives. It's happening between brothers and sisters. It's happening right there in the family unit, right under that housetop roof that you often walk past. Conflict, no peace in their lives. You know, and as, as part of a, a sobering prophecy about end times, the Lord Jesus spoke about how this would play out, how these exact things would play out in some family life. And he says this in Luke 21, 16 to 18. He says, you will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, relatives and friends. They, they will put some of you to death. All men will hate you because of me. 
but not a hair of your head will perish. By standing firm, you'll gain life. Isn't that a wonderful hope? Thanks be to God for the hope we have in the midst of so much turmoil that's going on in the world and some of our lives. Peace. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God or children of God. And just a quick note here, this, this particular seventh beatitude, as you know, is one of eight that Jesus brings to his hearers in the Sermon on the Mount. And the word beatitude, just for example, comes from a Latin word, a Latin noun meaning happiness. And it's interesting because the word blessing or blessed here, a Greek word also means happy or fortunate. So essentially, the Beatitudes are attitudes that ought to be in our own lives if we are calling ourselves passionate, true passionate followers of Christ. Beatitudes are attitudes that each one of us, if you're a believer, ought to be demonstrating, experiencing in your own life. And have you noticed that Jesus didn't say, blessed are the peacekeepers, or blessed are the peaceful, or, 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 or blessed are those who would like to see world peace. No, it was blessed are the peacemakers. Peacemakers. Those who are, in other words, those who are instruments of God's peace, who bring peace into troubled situations. God wants us all to be peacemakers, not troublemakers. And the word of God also makes it clear that peacemakers are blessed. They're blessed. And they will be called children of God. Children of God. So this clearly also then speaks of relationship. I want you to listen or read just how the, uh, the Amplified Version puts this. It really unpacks it and it does amplify this word blessed, for example. Look at this. In Matthew 5, 9, in the Amplified Version, it says this. Blessed, then read in brackets as it amplifies it. Blessed, in other words, enjoying enviable happiness, spiritually prosperous, with life joy and satisfaction in God's favour and salvation regardless of their outward conditions. Blessed are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they shall be called the sons or um, children of God. I think that might be up there, guys. I'm not sure if I've got the Amplified. I think I have got it there in the next slide. Have a quick look at that. If you haven't got an Amplified Bible in your, uh, in your uh, library, it'd be good to have one. They're good for Bible studies. So biblical, biblical peacemakers are firstly, as I've already mentioned, those who have a relationship with Christ and therefore with God and therefore peace with God. Peace with God, so important. Paul writes the Romans and he says this in chapter 5 and verse 1 and, and 2. Um, he says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Colossians 1.19, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, 
and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by listening, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Verse 21, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation isn't that amazing make you feel good this morning to read scripture like that you see this is what it means to be blessed blessed in the sight of God means that you are free from those blemishes that God once saw in your life you were a real object of wrath before you met Christ now you are free from any of those blemishes free from accusation free from condemnation if you belong to Christ that's the kind of peacemaker he wants us to be God has made peace with you therefore you become a peacemaker as you lay hold of him that through the supreme peacemaker Jesus Christ himself he now calls you to be a peacemaker by sharing with you the very characteristics of himself the very characteristics of the father God wants you to have and experience and to bear the fruit of so it's not just you that people see anymore it's the Christ who lives in you that they see and know and are moved by as they watch Christ moving in you and through you speaking through you so what do you think what do you think could be the, the greatest peacemaker action in which we could all be engaged then what do you think would be the greatest peacemaking action and you know it's not a it's not a real hard question in fact i think it's quite simple it, it's simply this it's what brought you peace what brought you true peace in your own life is the very message that you need to pass on to others that's the greatest message of peace that the world will ever hear it's the gospel message of Christ it's it's this same message that we've been sharing this week with those 220 children in the last week's uh, kids club with over 40 kinds of different kinds of responses are being made as the message of peace the gospel of peace was proclaimed to these kids peacemakers you see it's not a big deal is it well it is a big deal the prophet Isaiah he spoke about the blessing that those who share this good news of peace would be to others and it's a magnificent passage of scripture from Isaiah he says this I don't know whether you've ever seen yourself in this light, but listen, if you're a peacemaker this morning, because you know the Prince of Peace in your life and you've given him lordship over your life, then listen to this. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns, this is not just for preachers this is for people sitting in the pews people that you'll mix with that I never will
You can see the difference now between being a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. And as the Apostle Paul teaches about putting on the full armour of God regarding the gospel, he says, he says in verse 15 of Ephesians 6, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of, of peace. It is the greatest peacemaking message that a person could hear. And I believe particularly when it comes from you, who have personally experienced the Prince of Peace filling your life with his life and with his peace. And he continues, and you continue in God's uh, presence, listening to the Lord as he lays hold of you, listen to the Lord as he reveals himself to you. And as you share these things with people around, what an incredible peacemaking message. You see, being a peacemaker, it's not about trying to remove all the troubles and all the woes and the heartaches from the world. Do you remember how Jesus said these very things in John 16, 33? He said, in this world, you will have trouble. You will have tribulation. You will go through trials, he said. In this world, you'll have those issues. So it's not about that. It, it, it's more about bringing the message of God's peace to receptive hearts that are in the world. People who are open and listening, who know that they have a problem, who know that there is no peace in their lives. They're the ones that we're to go to. They're the ones that God will prepare for you to speak to, for you to reveal yourself to as he ministers in you and through you. And so this, in this verse in its entirety says this, to those who would be peacemakers, the whole verse says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take courage, take heart, I have overcome the world. Magnificent passage of scripture, so encouraging. So we've heard the scripture, we pray, we do those things, is that all we do? We do nothing else. It doesn't mean that. I love what Abraham Lincoln said, for example. He said this. He said, die when I may. I would like it said of me that I always pulled up a weed and planted a flower where I thought a flower would grow. Don't you think that's great? I think being a peacemaker says that. Being a peacemaker is about making a difference for Christ in your world. It's about pulling up a weed and putting a flower there instead, being a peacemaker. I can remember as a, as a, as a younger guy, as a child actually, I, I was a teaser. I used to tease my sister. She was 16 months older than me. But I used to get such an amazing reaction from her that it just buzzed me and I kept doing it. And if she just shut up and didn't pay attention, I would have lost interest. You know how it goes, but she reacted so incredibly was such a lot of fun but that my father would then often apply the rod of correction to the seat of learning you know how it goes <laughs> I get a whack but I can remember something perhaps more that affected me and it was something that my mother would say to me and I remember her saying to me she said David you're supposed to be a peacemaker she said that to me and I didn't even know the Lord back then and this was years ago, many years ago. And she said, David, you're supposed to be a peacemaker. I didn't know the Lord, but I tell you what, I thought a lot about those words. For some reason, it's stuck in my head. But isn't it true? 
It's where God has put us. And when we can, we're meant to be peacemakers. We are. We're meant to pull up the weeds and plant flowers. Just let me give you some examples. For, you know, let's not allow ourselves to be provoked to anger and frustration. Don't go there. Ask God to help you. Lord, don't let me be provoked to anger, to frustration, to anything else. But to seek you, to seek you and, and in situations to seek to reduce tensions where there are tensions don't let me become embroiled in the tensions as a peacemaker don't let me be provoked but to look to seek the lord to seek a way to reduce those tensions to be a calming influence not inflammatory in what we say or do now listen that doesn't mean that we don't speak the truth in love it doesn't mean peace at any cost. But it does mean, as the proverb writer says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Good to read that. Good to be reminded of words like that. Proverbs 15.1. And you know, have you seen that work in your own life? It really does work. And I've had the privilege, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, many of you have had the privilege of, of being involved in situations where this really works. I can remember when I worked in the ambulance service, there'd be times we'd turn up to a situation and the person or the relative would be angry at us. They would be fearful and they would come up to you and they'd say, you're too late. And the loved one has died or something's happened seriously sometimes death and it wouldn't have mattered what time we turned up they would have died but we were the brunt of their anger and they would raise their voice and they would yell at us and instead of us answering the same way we'd say something like we're really sorry about this we came as quickly as we could and we would speak in tones that would be low soft and gentle as much as we could and so often they would then come right down and their volume would drop and they would sometimes reflect often actually reflect back to you the same kind of tones it would calm them down but if i'd got up there and said well we get you know what i mean it just in you, you might as well throw petrol on a fire to put it out so peacemakers are not being inflammatory you learn to use the Proverbs 15.1, it really does work. And we need to pray. If you're a peacemaker, we need to pray. We need to seek the Lord. We need to seek his counsel. Lord, give me your counsel. Your name is Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace. Lord, I, I need to know that counsel as I confront this situation. To find solutions as best we can, not to aggravate the problem. Avoid the gossip trap. When you hear something juicy, when you hear something negative, and most times it is negative, when you hear something malicious or just plain unhelpful about someone that's being said to you or you've overheard it or whatever about another person. And indeed that person, by the way, is someone that Christ loves and died for as well. And you're hearing malicious stuff about that. Be a peacemaker. 
and keep your tongue still. Don't go passing it on for how harmful and destructive our tongues can be. And there's something about our wretched, fallen human nature where the tongue is so inclined to want to gossip. But just read James chapter 3 about the tongue. But here Jesus says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Have a read of 1 Corinthians 13 again too. That's another good example of being a peacemaker. But I want to finish by reading a prayer of Francis Assisi. You may, have, may or may not have heard it, but it goes like this. I think it's a good peacemaker prayer. It says this. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury pardon where there is doubt faith where there is despair hope where there is darkness light where there is sadness joy O divine master grant that i may not so much seek to be consoled as to console to be understood as to understand to be loved as to love for it is in giving what we receive it is in pardoning that we are pardoned. It is in dying that we're born to eternal life. Do you want to be a peacemaker? If you know the Lord Jesus, if you're a passionate follower of him, then you will be and you are a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word to us this morning. <clears throat> We thank you, Lord Jesus, that as we gaze upon you, you are the peacemaker of all. And Father, what an incredible peace you made to the Father on our behalf. You made peace with God for us. Lord, how can we thank you enough for what you've done for us? Father, help us, we pray, as your people, as your followers, to be peacemakers right in our own particular circumstances, in our own world place, just where you've planted us. Yes, Lord, help us to be those who pull up the weeds and plant flowers instead. Help us to be the peacemakers, Father, that the Lord Jesus would ha is calling us to be. We want to know his blessing. We want to know the joy of ministering in his name to those around us. Help us, Lord, to do that, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.